0: Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex, and welcome everyone. Well, if you're a quilter or maybe not even a quilter, chances are you've heard of the Houston International Quilt Festival. Oh yes, every single quilter, and again, possibly even non-quilter, um, wants to make sure that at some point in their life they make it to this show, because it is a wonderful show, boasting a huge reputation of just wonderful quilts, wonderful vendors, and just all good quilt stuff. Well, this show is brought to you by Carrie Brezenhan and Quilts, Inc. And did you know that Actually, Quilt Festivals was started in 1974 in Houston. And then um, Quilts Inc. started Quilt Market, which was in 79. And then Quilts Inc. went over seas, And now they do shows all over the place. Um, actually, right now... As you're listening to this, uh, they're over in France producing one of their wonderful international shows. And that was started in 88. And then now in Chicago, every spring, I think usually in April, um, another wonderful festival was started in 2003. Because of these efforts of Quilts, Inc., I, you need to know that we are a $3 billion a year industry. That's a lot of money, folks, that we're spending. (laughs) And that one in every 16 households has a quilter. And I think it's safe to say that Carrie Bresenhan has been the driving force behind what we're enjoying today. Now, Carrie was inducted into the Quilters Hall of Fame. Well, I should think so. And she is president of Quilts, Inc., and director of the International Quilt Markets and Festivals. Well, recently at Spring Market, I contacted Carrie and asked her if I could do an interview with her for you. And she said yes. And I was really excited because I know how busy she is. In fact, when I think of... What she does, I think of something even more than a three ring circus. I don't know how she keeps all the balls up in the air that she's juggling, but she does. And she graciously said, yes, she would do an interview with me. And friends, I found it fascinating. I think you will too. Oh, you're going to be so happy that you've turned on this podcast because I have snuck away with Carrie. And uh, Carrie, I think it's safe to say, is one of the very most important people in quilt making today. And Carrie, I know you're really, really busy. And I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure, Allie.
0: Well, let's start with Quilt Market. I know for myself, it's one of my favorite events. What is the difference between Quilt Market and Quilt Festival?
1: Well, the main difference is that normal quilters can't attend Quilt Market.
0: So we're not normal? Well, (laughs) what can I say?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure any quilter is really normal if you get down to it, but... Uh, The quilt market is strictly a professional trade show, and it is open only to people who own quilt stores and teachers for stores, that type of person. The Quilt Festival, on the other hand, anyone, anywhere of any age who loves quilts is welcome and encouraged to attend Quilt Festival.
0: Absolutely. If you are a quilter and you have not been to festival in Houston in the fall and or in various places in the spring, in Chicago. Chicago. Yes, I'm sorry, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um... You just haven't done your homework. Well, they've <laughs> missed a big, big show. Exactly. Now, when somebody wants to be at Quilt Market, let's say they're a vendor, um, are there regulations or rules or things that they have to do specifically? Oh, there very definitely are. They have We have a prospective
1: exhibitor packet that they have to fill out, and they have to give us very definite information on how they handle their credit and all kinds of things that make a difference to people who are in the business but to the consumer They don't really, that doesn't really matter. What they care about is that the very newest products are available at market and that their local quilt store is here to buy them.
0: Absolutely. And really, it's that the business is credible.
1: That's right. That's what we're trying to establish. If a quilt store buys from this company, we want to make sure that they're going to ship the goods to them. They're not going to abscond with the money. Right. You know, or just... Not produce it, so.
0: But even though it is a market, there are beautiful quilts down there for us to enjoy, you know.
1: We make a big um, effort to educate the eye of the um, uh, retailer because it's the retailer who takes that home and conveys that feeling about great quilts to their customer, the excitement. There's nothing like walking in to a convention center and being surrounded almost wrapped up in beautiful quilts. And that kind of excitement conveys itself to the retailer and then goes home and conveys itself to the
0: consumer. So how do you decide what displays will be shown at each market? Oh, that's the most fun of everything I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because um, there are so many wonderful quilts out there. And we try to create exhibits that are going to educate the eye and are going to capture the imagination and maybe give someone a a chuckle or two, and maybe it will speak to their hearts. So there are many different reasons why we select particular exhibits. Um, But they're always great fun. I get to help curate some of them, and it's just um, a delight.
0: Well, one of the things I'd like to say about festivals, uh, some of the festivals, is that when we've had some sort of incident happen in the United States, there are often displays where quilters can work out their feelings and their emotions, and these are added on top of what has already been determined.
1: You may be referring specifically to what happened on nine one one.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, because that was a, a national catastrophe, a tragedy beyond imagination for all of us. And um, the quilters, like everyone else, were just stunned and were trying to work through their grief and their anger and and trying to do something something and they didn't know what to do and and we came up with the idea of doing a special quilt exhibit that was called America from the Heart and it consisted only of quilts that were made in the first six weeks following the September 11th catastrophes and what happened I put out the call online and said you make it We'll hang it. We had nowhere to hang it except right down the middle of a huge aisle that we call Main Street. Everything well, else was full. Exactly, because everything's been taken up everything, and assigned and everything, exactly. right? We thought we'd get maybe 50 quilts. We got over 350 quilts. And we hung them right down the middle of Main Street. And people, absolutely, it was one of the most stunning exhibits you can even imagine. And the reaction to it was wonderful to see. People would stand there and and you could see them. They would just be standing there and then all of a sudden they'd straighten up those shoulders and they'd lift that chin and you could see their pride in being an American come right there in front of your
0: eyes. It was an incredible exhibit and the the type of quilts that were displayed there, you had ones that were really um, very different from traditional and then you have traditional and some were really hard to look
1: at. Some were very hard to look at. We had Kleenex posted at different spots in the exhibit, and they were needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also had a a special... Silent auction going on uh, of some quilts that were made specifically for the silent auction, and the money was raised to go to a scholarship fund for all the victims' families. And we had all kinds of things. We had signature quilts. We had a fabulous patriotic thing. This was all pulled together in those last six weeks. I was going to say, like, in the. I
0: mean, I would assume that when you're putting together market and festival, that all these things have been taken care of way in advance. A couple of years usually. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. So when you change the direction of a show in the last 6 weeks, it takes it takes a lot.
0: Well, that was a phenomenal exhibit and uh, you have some really great exhibits here also yes, we for us to see. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us about some of them?
1: Well, we have some wonderful ones. We have the Journal Quilt exhibit, which is a great deal of, of fun and this is a, a project that I started 5 years ago and it has grown tremendously. Uh, The quilts are actually little miniature journals. It's called a page from my book, and each quilt is eight and a half by eleven, a page Mm -hmm. size. And we have encouraged the uh, the quilt artists to um, explore different methods, different techniques. And you know, it's so easy to do on an 8.5 by 11 size. You're not making a huge commitment of time, money, materials, anything. You can explore and experiment and learn and grow. And that's what the journal of quilts have been about. And sometimes people have used those pages to tell about what has happened in their lives. And then sometimes they're just about the quilt itself.
0: Now, what's going to happen to this exhibit?
1: Well, this exhibit is in its fifth year, and this fall and at the festival in Houston, we have a book coming out. We have tried to have a book on the journal quilts for three years, and there are so many of them mm-hmm. there are over four hundred and fifty quilts in this particular book when it comes out it 's just uh, it was the publishers just didn 't couldn 't see how to do it, but we were very fortunate to hook up with uh, Pokey. Uh, Patricia the, Bolton, Patricia right, Bolton right, right. from um, uh, Quilting Arts and Craft Paper Scissors, and she has loved the Journal Quilts from the very beginning.
0: And she also does the Quilt Arts Magazine. In fact, Carrie, we did a, I did a radio show with her a little bit earlier, and she alluded to it. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I'm going to talk about it," and I said, "No, no, no, I'm going to get Carrie to talk about it." <laughs> so because really, it's wonderful that you had the concept, and then they were willing to publish it. It is,
1: it is, and I give full credit to her for having the imagination. Uh, and the commitment to do that Because it's a, it's a big book It'll be very exciting
0: Now, do you have a massive quilt collection? Yes, I do Oh, nice I, I love
1: it it's, uh, I have a personal collection And I have also the corporate quilt collection And uh, my personal quilt collection collect Consists of family quilts And of course, you know the Sultan of Brunei wouldn't have enough money to buy a family quilt (laughs) but but the corporate quilt collection is something I've had uh, great fun in, in assembling and there are some wonderful examples in that of antique quilts and also of some contemporary art quilts
0: and, Carrie, you are a phenomenal businesswoman, but you are also a phenomenal quilter, I understand. I would not
1: say I am a phenomenal quilter, but I will tell you that I can quilt 13 stitches to the inch.
0: Well, you know what? That's nothing to say. <laughs> On the other hand, let's be
1: honest here applique and piecing just aren't my thing.
0: <laughs> well, what is your thing then? I love the quilting. I truly love the
1: quilting. The hand and I quilting. love the hand
0: quilting. Me too. So Do you get a chance? i to me?
1: teach myself machine quilting because I love the way it looks. But I love
0: the doing of the hand quilting. About every 18 months, I have to hand quilt to remind myself that I'm a quilter. I can understand that. So when do you get to quilt? Because you are busy.
1: I don't get to quilt very often, that's true. Because also, I find it very addictive. And the next thing you know, it'll be 4 o'clock, and I'll still be in my nightgown. And, you know, I won't have turned on the computer.
0: And <laughs> and doggone it, you got a quilt show to put on. <laughs> right,
1: and I have people wanting things out of me. So uh, I don't get to quilt too often. But when I do, I truly love it.
0: Now, you also have an international show. How often does that go? We run the international show, which is called Patchwork and
1: Quilt Expo, and it's every two years in Europe. Uh, this year, it will be held in Lyon in uh, next month in June.
0: I would love to do that sometime. Oh, you
1: should. It's a wonderful experience.
0: How many, I would say, people from the United States go there versus Europe and other countries? What's the well, balance there?
1: Most of your uh, people who are there are from other countries. They're not from the United States. There are some that will be there from the United States. Um, But the primary draw is from the European countries and um, from Israel and from South Africa, from Australia. It's uh, really worldwide. But the United States has so many quilt shows to go to, they don't feel the necessity to go overseas for one.
0: Can you look at quilts and maybe determine what country they're from?
1: Not really, Alex. Perhaps some quilts you can. Um, There are are some Hungarian quilts that focus strictly on blue and white that you can often tell. The Japanese quilts you can very often identify. Their work is meticulous. It's just incredible. But there is just a look to them that you can identify. They're quite beautiful. Um, Australia, no, not really, unless they're doing something that 's with the Aboriginal art or something mm-hmm. like that, but then there are people in the United States that are doing quilts with aboriginal art, so right right um, then i don 't really think that 's necessarily easy to do
0: now. There's a lot of talk going on of what's going on in the industry and has quilting peaked? You know, and what you have been in this ball game for a long, long time. What not that long? Well, well, I'm. I'm, No, no. Let's see. I'm I'm not a dinosaur. I I am a dinosaur. In fact, I have to say, you know, now I'm like in the olden days. It was a badge of honor. How long I've been quilting, and now you're like going. (laughs) Dude, I've been quilting almost 30 years. Yeah. Like, I don't want to admit it. Um, but people within the industry are a little concerned mm-hmm. because it seems to have kind of just, you know, slowed down a little bit. What are your thoughts on this, Carrie?
1: Well, I basically think it's all a crock hooey. You know, if you, I mean, not from Texas. I think it's <laughs> the way it is. You know? I just, um, I think that people are doing exactly what FDR in the 1930s warned people about. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And, you know, fear is one of those things that spreads like wildfire, but it's not necessarily easy to control, to bring Mm -hmm. back in. And people do love to talk about bad news. It's like gossip. Oh, it is gossip. They just love it, you know. So I personally feel that it truly is a crock because... I'm seeing really a very bright future ahead for quilting. And I have been in this business a long time, and I have seen us go through other plateaus and valleys and peaks. And then, you know, you can't keep going up, 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 up continually. You have to sometimes have some time to sort of gain your breath Mm -hmm. and, and settle in and figure out what you're doing with all this. Right now, we have a tremendous amount of new product, especially new fabrics that are on the market and the the industry the the consumers simply can't absorb all of that right now and the reason we have so much is because quilting is one of the brightest spots in the entire fabric business it probably is the brightest spot in the entire fabric business so many fabric companies who used to not produce cottons have seen this wonderful thing going on and they want to be part of it and so they're now producing a line of cotton. So the next thing you know, you've got too much product out there. And exactly. That's really, what's
0: happening? Exactly. And you think about what and the like, stores cannot buy it all. Oh, they can't. It's impossible. It would be a nightmare to be a store owner down on that floor trying to decide what are what am I going to buy? I did that for thirty
1: years because I had a quilt store. Great expectations. I see it in Houston, and I can tell you, it was it was horrible because you, you can't even cover the entire show. You know, it's not possible right. unless you're going to take one minute in each booth or something like that. And to sit down and order your fabrics, it is a real challenge. My, my hat goes off to the quilt store owners because they really do work for what they do.
0: What do you, how many people do you think are down there as far as vendors? How many booths? do you have a, Vendors? Yeah, vendors. There are
1: about 1,100 booths. Oh. And of the vendors, there are probably about 630, 650,
0: something like that, because many of
1: them take more than one booth. Oh
0: yeah, it's really neat down there. I'm going to try and get some pictures, get some permission from people because it's so much is, fun.
1: Is um, how well they decorate their booth. I know.
0: You know, we give the best
1: booth awards, and they they're really very competitive
0: about that. I know they are, and when you win. It's like getting the brass ring. It is. It is.
1: It is. And people cheer and and clap and hoot it's wonderful.
0: Now, where do you see the direction going as far as quilting? What's new? What's hot? Because you see it all. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I see right now a tremendous interest in light and bright and cheerful colors. You can see it all over the show floor. It's in fabrics, it's in patterns, it's in garment designs, it's everywhere. Uh, some of the colors appear to me to be a little bit retro, but then I lived through the 70s. I, know. I, know. Like, I, think, <laughs> I remember. I think I had pedal pushers out of that stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so to me it looks a little retro, but we have a lot of young quilters coming in that are in their early 30s, their late 20s. And um, to them, of course, those colors and all are very new and very with it right now. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, for example, I think Cave Facet was perhaps the one that started that because it was about three years ago that Cave started moving into those kinds mm-hmm. of colors. And um, from there, other people have taken it and taken the ball and run with it. And you have Amy Butler with her things that are so beautiful. Down and Valerie there. Wells. Valerie Wells. You have um, Donna Wilder's Free Spirit fabric designs are just absolutely beautiful. You have this new whole new program called Make It You that uh, some of the exhibitors have gotten together to develop that is specifically geared for the quilt shops to bring in the young customer. And they're actually aiming it at between, I think the ages were 13 and 35, and and this is A kind wide of the... range
0: of young. But... <laughs> <laughs> but this is debuting at this market. Yes, it's
1: debuting right here. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the response has been very positive. It's been wonderful. I think they have over
1: 450 stores signed up already. So you'll start seeing these things in the quilt stores.
0: And it's called Make It You. Make It You. Uh-huh. Now, Carrie, how do you decide when fall market's going to be in spring market so that people can put it on their calendar? I don't mean market. I'm sorry. I mean festival so people can plan ahead. Well,
1: basically, we have dates for festivals go through 2015. So, um, and every year we try to move another couple of years further out Mm -hmm. because... um To us, it would be a catastrophe to move off of our regular dates. And not only for us, there are lots of guild shows in the country and regional shows in the country who are based around the Houston dates. Right. If we go moving ours, they're in trouble because inadvertently we'd land on top of one of their dates. And we're talking. That would not
0: be good. We're talking the end of October in Houston. The end
1: of October, the first of November. It's always in that time And then spring? And then in spring, we try to stay toward the 1st of April.
0: Now, how does somebody get on a mailer or whatever to sign up for classes? They can
1: go to www.quilts.com.
0: And... Sign up and if you I up. mean, this if is like know. a pilgrimage folks <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> I, uh, Yvonne Porcella one time said that uh, Houston was like Mecca for the quilters. well, I think so, mm-hmm.
0: I think it's wonderful, and come prepare to spend i 'm just telling you because the <laughs> stuff is so wonderful here, and you it is so filling to your soul and heart when you look at the quilts and you see what 's out there and and I guess for myself, I am always kind of knocked out on. All these beautiful quilts that are being just produced and produced and produced—it's amazing, Carrie. It is amazing, and and you keep thinking it cannot get any better, and it does. <laughs> oh, it does. It
1: continues. That's why I say it's such a crockahooy for people to say that quilting is dead or dying or there's yeah, no more new. I quilters. agree. It's just not so. But there, what we've hit is this plateau. But we've got all the baby boomers ahead of us. We've got the ones that have just now turned 60, they're thinking retirement, they're starting to have grandbabies, they're thinking baby quilts, they're thinking, why didn't I learn how to sew a button on? You know, why am I still taping my hems in when they come out? You know, right? And they're thinking, I can do this, it's simple. I can do this, and it is simple. They can do it. You don't have to have a $5,000 sewing machine, you have to have your fingers, a needle, some right. fabric, thread, and a thimble, and that's
0: it, folks. Well, I think that's a wonderful <laughs> note to end on. And Carrie, I can say 100%, 100%, we would not be enjoying. What we are enjoying today, if it were not for you. Well, thank you, Alex. I want to thank you so much again. I know how busy you are. This has been a pleasure and just keep up the good work. Always. (laughs) Okay, and thank you so much for listening. And as I always say, until we meet, and you know, it just might be at one of Quilt Inc's quilt shows, we do get around. Thanks for listening. Quilting information and inspiration. Please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.